I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Teen Mom OG Season 8, Episode 21 is what we have for you tonight. And it was a crazy one. I'm your host, Mackenzie Fain, and we have Miss Marie Fitz in the building. Hi, everybody. Glad to be back. In a different building, obviously. Social distancing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys. Lots to talk about in this episode. Um, I mean, really, it was just a lot of different stuff going on. I wouldn't say there was maybe like a Overall, I wouldn't say there was like a major punch to this episode, but progressing us along just like we like with all the drama, little tidbits here and there. So like I said, this is season eight, episode 21, and this is called Hanging by a Thread. Um, We're going to start right out with Mackenzie because I think we need some positivity (laughs) to talk about her storyline with everything that's been going on. And I think this was a really good episode for her. Um, she has this body by Mac company, which is super cool. She started it all on her own. I've been watching her journey through it, um, you know, via social media and she just does such a great job with it. She makes these workout videos and she does, um, a lot of different things with it, but she had, um, in this episode, we see her going to Florida for, um, a in-person body by Mac class that she was teaching. And, um, you know, this is the first birthday of her kids that she's having with the past since the passing of her mom. And understandably, she did not want to throw a party. So she was just like, all right, let me just bring Jaxie, um, which I thought was just such a cute idea. And Josh comes along. Um, and I, I loved that idea that Josh was coming a, I mean, at first I was like, oh, that would have been cute for like a little mom, daughter vacation kind of type weekend. Um, but once I kind of saw the dynamic of it all, and obviously then I thought somebody needs to watch Jaxie while she does class, <laughs> but um, they just, they had such a great time and you could just see that the family dynamic of kind of slowing down in a sense and kind of having one kid and, and taking a little breather vacation far away was really, really nice for them. Um, I think <clears throat> that, Mackenzie has a lot of resentment towards Josh. And she kind of says that in this episode. And I'm Bria, I'm just wondering, like, do you think there is a way for her to get past all the resentment that she has? Like, what could he do in your eyes? I mean, I think there is a way it's going to take time, obviously, because trust isn't built overnight. It's going to take a lot of work. I think what I said last time I was on is definitely like couples counseling, finding what those different um, tools are that they can use when they get into those situations, especially where trust becomes a little bit harder. So, you know, if this, this vacation they were on together, but at some point she's going to have to be okay with him, you know, going away or her going away and not having him there or him going away and not having her there and being able to have that trust again. And I think that she needs some coping mechanism tools for that. Um, I think it's just going to be a lot of patience and a lot of work. And if they're willing to do it, then I think they can get there. But it's going to it's gonna take a while. Yeah, <clears throat> I totally agree. And I think um, another thing, like, imagine going through these marital issues, these big marital issues, right? But then your mom passing, and 
I think on top of it, Josh is like, we've always said, he's not an emotional guy. So he's not good at helping her cope with this and being there for her. So I think that's, has a lot of the resent, that's where a lot of the resentment is coming from as well, because it's, you know, that would piss anybody off. Like, dude, I have every right to be upset, mad, sad at life right now. And I just need you to pretty much shut up and be there. And he's not. And so that's building resentment along with the resentment that she already has. And it's really difficult for her. Um, Yeah. I think if she's going to choose to be with him, she's going to have to like maybe have somebody else that she goes to for these, these specific things, because she, obviously he's just not going to be that emotional lean on your shoulder type of person that she needs. So maybe she needs either a friend or a sibling to be that for her that she can go to. uh, So she can feel that kind of support. That's a really good point. And she does a little bit for like one sentence say that she's been, you know, kind of relying on her friends a little bit more than Josh, but like, yeah, you're right. I think we need to, like, I, I think she needs to do that and maybe we should, hear about it if she's doing that um because that would be smart smart she needs that support one thing I do want to just mention and I really don't want to mention it but and I'll do it really quickly but when she talks about her mother's actual passing when she takes her last breath um it just caught me off guard when she was saying that every her they all watched her mom take her last breath and then she said, and then I was sitting there and everybody left. Everybody packed their bags and left. And I was just sitting there like this did not happen and everybody left. And I'm like, I wonder how that actually went. I don't, I don't know, but I just felt like it was something to mention because it was such a traumatic yeah. part of what she was talking about. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just, you know, I don't, I can't imagine, again, we've said this so many times, but like, I just can't imagine how that must feel but I must it it must feel so isolating especially if you're close with your mom which she was like if that's your person like that's the person you go to for everything in your life and they're just not there anymore like not that you can't still talk to her but like to not have that person talk back to you um I can't even like sorry I'm getting like all teary I'm just thinking about it I know it just was weird it just it was just weird to me and I'm what I'm saying it because I wonder like in the chat if you guys are listening did you think it was weird that that she was saying like nobody else was just in awe like in just shocked that it just happened and it seemed she made it seem like everybody just kind of like a perception of her though you know what I mean is yeah. what I, I think that's what I was trying to get at with like the, like that feeling of isolation. Like I think it might have been her perception of that because everyone grieves differently, and maybe that's, they didn't have the same experience or the same outward emotion that that's she had. True, you're right because you don't. Have, nobody has the same experience or you know experience in every situation. So that's true. So that's just how she experienced it and what she took away from it. And just to call it to our chat really fast, we got some people going away in here and Maria Hart's yarn said, it would be really hard for me to forgive after cheating. However, I don't think I could ever forgive him for the way he acted about her mom passing and her feelings. Yeah. So that's what I, I, it's hard because that her mom passing and how he's acting is, does add a whole nother dynamic to their already, you know, rough relationship. So it's difficult, but they're really trying to make it work. She's trying. 
So they take Jaxie and they go on this little trip and Jaxie is just so cute and excited and she's just so happy. And she says at one point, they take her to see the dolphins. Like they make this a really fun trip for this girl. And I just, I remember what it was like if my parents took me out by myself, I have three other siblings and it was super special. So I just, I can only imagine what this little girl felt. It must've been so great. And even more so right after her grandmother passed um, and she had mentioned her grandmother, she said, I think they call her nanny. And she said, nanny, nanny was with us all weekend or something like that. And Mackenzie was just like, yeah, she's always watching. And it was so nice. But I loved when Jaxie said, I really like you and daddy. Like they're in the car driving and she's just like, I like you and daddy. And Mackenzie was just like, yeah, you do. Like, you know, and it's, it's just, you know, it's just one of those scenarios where, you know, like the kids, they know what's going on and yeah, they're going to, it's like almost a, like a little child manipulation of like be stay together. Yeah. 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 I like you guys together. Let's just stay <laughs> like this. Um, but then at the end of, you know, Mackenzie's segment, they're at the beach and she's kind of just trying to talk to him. We see her trying to have these conversations. Right. And she's just like, they're sitting there having a nice time. Jaxie's playing in the sand and they're just sitting there and he, she's just like, so what's it going to be like when we get back? And he's like, we're going to be back. Like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I know, but how are we going to, you know, she's trying to like have an emotional conversation and the guy just doesn't know how to do that. And I still, I can't fault him for that. That's such a personality trait. I yeah, really I do think it's something he should work on though. Yes. 100%. Like, I mean, obviously he'll never be as emotional as her, but if you're with a person that's that emotional, um, like I know they say opposites attract, but I think that they both, like, again, she's also going to need to work on it. She's going to need, like I said, like either find somebody else to talk to about these things or be okay with like the little bit she gets. But I think he should also try to work on ways he can communicate, even if it's not verbal. Maybe he yeah, writes her letters or a, something. There needs to be a balance for sure. For sure. Um, we move on to Cheyenne though, who, um, in the beginning of her segment, this was so funny. I don't know if a lot of you guys caught this, but in the chats, let me know if you caught this exact moment because I was just laughing. Um, Corey calls, um, from the challenge. We know that he's away. So he gets on FaceTime and he calls Cheyenne to talk to Ryder and, um, he, Corey says, Oh, you're so cute to Ryder. And Cheyenne goes, say you look cute say you look so cute (laughs) and I just thought that was just so funny like um it just seemed a little bit more to me than than that do you know what I mean like like you think that she's still having feelings I kind of do I got that vibe she is a single woman again yeah and I don't think that she like would step on Taylor's toes or like, I don't think she would be that type of person, but I think things come out sometimes. And I think that was one of the I mean, she had to find him attractive at some point, right? Cause she had a kid. With him. Yeah. She's the one that wanted to even be with him afterwards. So we know that I think she'll always have feelings for him, but so, I mean, one of the big points that we've all been anticipating was this whole scenario of Ryder going to the hospital and Corey being away at the challenge and him not knowing about it. So we kind of quickly, briefly, like see that kind of happening. Um, Ryder, get, Ryder, 
Ryder gets a fever and can't hold any food down, um, which is obviously really bad for VLCAD, the condition that she has, because she can go into shock. So they go to the hospital and she has to, she's faced with this decision. And Brie, I want to know your thoughts on it before I even say mine, but she's faced with this decision of, does she tell Corey that Ryder's in the hospital sick or does she not tell him because it'll mess with his head while he's away? Yeah, it's... It's it's a tricky thing because it's like at one on one hand I feel like I'm just putting myself in that position like I would probably be really upset that you didn't tell me because that's my child, um, but like he's also there to win money and he has to have his head in the game to be able to do that and like otherwise it's all for naught like I don't know the challenge so I don't know if like you get anything if you don't win. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really know either. If anyone in the chat watches the challenge and knows the rules, let us know. Like, do you get money? or anything, any part of money if you don't win, if you're there for a certain amount of time. But I think, personally, I think I would still tell him. Really? Yeah. Would. So I thought the same thing, too. And I, I, I thought the same thing. But then she had said something like, I talked to the doctors and I, I asked them to, you know, tell me if it was bad enough that I needed to call her dad. And they kept like reassuring her and saying like, no, we're just monitoring. We need her to just blah, blah, blah. Like, I think like, because think about it for her, a slight fever is a bigger deal than a normal kid because she could go into shock. So that's what they're trying to prevent the seizures and the going into shock kind of thing. So as long as they can control the fever. So I think that's where they're at. It's like, let us just try to see if we can control the fever. Um, but then, so Ryder ends up going, getting um, discharged, couldn't think of the word, just discharged. And then the next day, I think even she, they took her, she took her back. She had to go back to the hospital. So, and then that's where it kind of ends. So I do want to see, does she call Corey the second time she has to go back? I feel like that's this is almost a conversation deal. they should have had, like knowing that their daughter does have this and, uh, and can like if she gets sick do you want me to call you like I think that that because then then if he says you know what there's nothing I can do uh even if you tell me um so I think to keep my head in the game like just keep yourself that way because the, the one thing that keeps coming to my head the reason that I would tell him is because I wouldn't want him to be upset that he didn't know you know yeah I would want him to then get mad at Cheyenne for not saying something to him I don't know if a conversation about it before though would work because of course, if I say, if Ryder gets sick, do you want me to call you? He's not going to be like, nah, like, let me just play this game out and figure yeah, it you out. You can decide like what the level is, is what I'm saying. Like my little uh, sister is, she has um, some mental disabilities and she can get seizures, but sometimes her seizures are minuscule and sometimes they're more intense. And so like, school my parents have like an agreement like you know basically if it's this kind of seizure you don't need to alert us you don't need to call uh, an ambulance or anything like that if it gets to here you need to alert us if it gets to here you need to call an ambulance so I think they could have had a conversation like that you know if she gets sick do you want this but if she goes to the hospital then maybe call me you know I don't know they could have had that kind of a discussion okay yeah see I that's great insight because I would have I didn't even know that was like a thing like that yeah there is different levels to it. And for her circumstances, they can decide where they feel like they fall. That's so true. Um, but also just wanted to shout out uh, Nicole. 
I want to say your name is Carpenter, but I could be saying it wrong, is I think they are paid something for being on the show, like a paycheck, but nothing like the prize money. Okay. Yeah, that would make sense. I would, I would probably bet that too. Um, all right. So we move on to Caitlin who, um, she's still thinking about her career change. She kind of talks about that in the beginning for a second, but in her relationship, we remember this kid's clothing company, Tierra Rain, Tara Rain, Tara Rain, Tierra Rain. I don't know. I think it was, I think it was Tara Rain. Tara Rain. Um, so I guess I, we didn't know this. I think this is like news to us that it was better for their relationship for Tyler to take over the business, for Kate to step back and it not be her thing. Um, so he does that, but when they were separated, it was just too much and he put the company on hold. But now he's relaunching the company and um, he's you know having all these like price increases happening and it's really stressing him out and one of the items actually tripled in price and he's just freaking out over it. So we, so this is really like the plot of her, um, their storyline in this episode. But what I want to point out about it is how great and supportive of a partner Caitlin is through this whole process. So she's there like completely making the situation and making his freak outness or whatever you want to call it, crazy, you know, just like craziness. It just like calm down. She's super calm. So it's just cool with all of the drama and everything that Kate has gone through and us and a lot of people saying like, why is he with her? She's so much drama and all these things. This was a great episode for us to kind of highlight why they're together. She is a great partner to him. And it was really nice to see. Um, you know, I just thought it was super funny that he didn't realize that. So he's relaunching the company. So he, he talks to the, um, clothing people and he's like, why did the prices triple and double and whatever? And they're like, well, you're only ordering 20 of each product or each piece, each article of clothing. And they were like, if we do 200, then it would be like the price would drop per article of clothing or item and I just was laughing at the fact that he like what do you think it's gonna they're, they're gonna make 20 of them it's gonna be way more than 200 yeah it's always less when you buy something in bulk rather than in a specific amount yeah and then I'm thinking like you're relaunching a children's what are you gonna do with 20 shirts and 20 pants 20 people can buy and then what <laughs> um I just thought that was so funny but I do want to point out um, there is always something about Caitlin and Tyler to me. And I don't know, let me know if anybody realizes this or catches on to this or sees this, but I just feel like there is too much funny, um, like mean banter or like, like back and forth about like not being together or like something. Cause Tyler had said at one point, he's like, uh, she, Caitlin had said, you know, I really said something nice to him, supportive. And he was like, I don't know why, but I appreciate that. And they laugh about it and whatever. I mean, it was fine, but I just always feel like this, there's an underlying things that I really want to say. I mean, that kind of joking can be both, right? So it could be that that's just their personality. Like I'm, I'm a very sarcastic person. So sometimes I'll like make like, like little 
jest and stuff at people when I'm comfortable with them, um, once they know me, so they know that I'm not like saying it out of malice. But it also, like you said, it could very well be that they do that, but they're doing it because they want to say something else that they can't really say. Yeah, I mean, like, just when they were talking quickly at one point in this episode about um, Caitlin doing the, like, PR stuff, or I forgot what it was, but some part of the company, she's like, well, we could save money if I just do it. And he was just like, no, you have too much going on. I don't want you to do it. And it was nice, and she got it. But then he, like, threw in another jab, and and they laugh about it. And I just sometimes it just is too far to me. Like when they throw around divorce and they laugh about it or they throw around like sleeping in, in different beds and they laugh about it. Like I just yeah, feel it's like, like line. Well, especially like even if that is your personality, I feel like you need to be careful with that. Like on something like tel- public television, because not everyone might understand that if it's your personality and that you, even if you guys are okay, like you, you just know how people react to things. So maybe tone it down be just, just for that fact. But um, yeah. I know that Maria in the chat said, yes, I agree. They always are joking about the relationship. I wonder if they're together because of their image. Um, Jean said there is something very strange about how they communicate sometimes. Yes. Nicole said, I can't take compliments. So like when my boyfriend says I'm pretty, I'm like, thanks, but no need to lie. So like the self-deprecation thing. So yeah, like I'm saying, it could be either or. It could be their personality or it could be an underlying thing. But either way, I think the fact that we're having this conversation means that you should be careful about it. Yeah. And I appreciate, um, the, what the, a fan that said, um, you know, when her boyfriend says that she's pretty, she kind of like jokes around in a lesser way. Um, because that is like what he did in that situation, but that's not how it is all the time. So that's why it just, it's I don't just, know, it it's something you. off, but okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's just as it's weird. It's feeling, but we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, and by the way, guys, um, thank you so much for so, always being in our chat, Amber. talking to us, and communicating along. We love having you be yeah. our our other hosts on the show. Um, if you could just do us a favor, give us a thumbs up if you're watching right now. If you're watching later, go ahead and give us still a thumbs up. Hit that uh, subscribe button. Leave a comment down below so we can read it. We'll shout you out on the chat. And if you're watch- listening on iTunes, give us that five stars because you you don't really want to do anything less than that, right? So just give the five stars, leave a comment there as well. We really appreciate all of you. Perfect. Yes, thank you guys so much. So we have to talk about Amber, who, I mean, guys, what is going on? She, well, all right. In the beginning of this episode, we find out that the European press caught wind of her and Dimitri dating. So that kind of freaks her out a bit which okay understandably um but I don't know I don't know what what I think about that I don't think I can really say if I think he said anything but anyway she talks to Gary about it who's literally her dad I think that is her dad um she thinks that her problems with men are that she's too honest Ugh, I'm like Come on, Amber, if that's your only problem with men and you're sitting here dwelling on the fact that you're just too honest with them and that's why, then you're never going to, this like none of these relationships are ever going to work because then you're not looking inward and fixing anything for well, yourself. We've had this discussion before. It's just she's she's unable at this point in her life, apparent, 
and who knows if that'll change in the future, but she's unable to self-critique herself in any way. She doesn't take any blame. She's never the one that's the issue. It's always someone else. It's always something else, even when it's obviously her. Like, even with, like, her going off on people, like, it's like, well, they should know not to provoke me. You know, it's stuff like that. She's unable to do that. And really, if she wants a successful relationship, like I said before, she needs to stay single and work on herself and not get into relationships again right now. Amen. I feel that. But she goes ahead and asks Dimitri to take a lie detector test because she's too honest and that's what's going to solve all the problems. Mind you, a lie detector test that many people would refuse guilty or innocent in any type of situation because they are completely not reliable um, ever. So anyway, he's... I was kind of freaking out when she brought it up to him. I didn't know what was going to happen, but he, she brings it up to him and it is so funny. He's completely fine about it. Like, I don't even think the guy understood what she was saying. Me and my husband was watching it with me and he was laughing so hard. He's like, this dude has no idea what she's even like saying. Like, can he doesn't understand her? Um, but he's just so chill about it. Um, Gary and Christina are obviously worried that she's going with him to do this because remember when Matt, she made Matt do a lie detector test. That's when like all hit the fan because she went off, like had to be escorted out because she was going to kill him. Um, So we were like, they were like, and we're all just sitting here. Hopefully this does not happen. Um, But Dimitri goes in, and what do you know? The guy passes with flying colors. <gasps> I mean, what would it you was. Do if you like, I mean, I don't think you would ever be in a position because I don't think you would like be basically living with someone you just met. But what would you do if you were like just dating someone? And they were like, I need you to take a lie detector test. I would be like, no. Uh... I, though they're not reliable. I mean, it's one thing to say, like, can you take an STD test? That sure, all day, every day. Um, if you watch 90 Day Fiance, you know, there was a whole stink about that on that show. But I mean, I think a test that is accurate is totally different than a lie detector test. Well, Jean in our chat said, if my partner asked me to take a lie detector test, I would say, screw you, I'm out. So. Yeah, and then beautiful boy said Dimitri's going to regret the day he was born after his experience with Amber unless he's into that kind of dominating woman weird kind of stuff I mean I would be great with a lie detector test if if we knew that it was cut and dry 100% like you know there was no but they don't even use them in the court system for a reason, you know? I mean, I think that a relationship is based on trust. So if you don't trust someone if you so much that you need them to take a lot of type of tests to be able to trust them, then that says more than whatever the test is going to say. That's true. That is and true. And then uh, Amber said, uh, Amber, sorry, Maria said, what is with Gary this season being Amber's dad? I know. I, I don't understand it, but I did do an article um, on what I think. Well, where can they find that? On the AfterBuzz TV website, uh, there's a whole section that says Teen Mom News. You can find it there or on she our Twitter. She a lot better than I can. <laughs> she knows the ins and outs. So, yeah, I did a whole article about that. So go check it out um, on why I think 
Gary is on Amber's side. So go check it out. Um, we move on to Macy, who Bentley's baby sister is coming. And um, so she's letting Macy's letting Bentley spend a lot more time at Jen and Larry's and which is super nice and actually Bentley ends up being over Jen and Larry's when Stella the new baby is born so he was one of the first to meet the baby and it was really really sweet um Taylor and Mackenzie or Macy talk about um you know just the fact that Bentley has so many siblings and he went from being an only child for so long to all these siblings now which is so true yeah there's what five yeah Yep. And it was so cute. So Bentley comes home from seeing, um, from Jen and Larry's and he sees Taylor and Macy and they were like, how is the baby? How was she? You know, whatever. Just asked how she was. And Bentley goes, good. She weighed seven pounds and 14 ounces or like just blurted out the exact pounds and ounces of this baby. It was super cute for him to just remember that. Um, but last thing, I want to talk about a little bit of controversy that happens every time Ryan is on the screen. It is crazy. So we have this little scene where Mackenzie and Ryan are in baby Stella's nursery and they're just, you know, talking about the baby, talking about her birth. And I did not pick up on this, but my friend sent me a screenshot and she was like, what is he holding? And it's literally... I mean, it's probably some type of like jewel or something like that, but you can't really tell, first of all. So for all we know, it could be like a, I don't know what, but, you know, and I had said that I was like, oh, it's probably just a jewel. And she was like, well, that's so unnecessary. And there's no reason that you need to have that in your infant daughter's room in your hand when you're touching your, like, just so odd. It's like, he never, I mean, I feel like a jewel, having a jewel in your hand while being in correlation with your daughter is almost the same or you know not almost I think it's the same as like pretty much just having like a cigarette in your hand yeah there's no reason for that and just him being him I don't think I probably would have brought it up if if Cheyenne was you know just had a jewel in her hand but you know while she was putting Ryder's shoes on or whatever I probably wouldn't have said anything but it's Ryan we're talking about. It's like, you you don't have any wiggle room anymore, buddy. You got to figure it out. And it just looks so bad. But let me know if, it, let us know if you guys caught that because Nicole, I didn't, I didn't Nicole catch Nicole in the chat it. was saying, why are they feeding that baby lying down? <laughs> I don't know. We got to ask Mackenzie that. <laughs> um, And then we see like Mackenzie or, Ryan says Stella sleeps all the time and Mackenzie's like, no, she doesn't. I'm like, I just, I don't know how that dynamic survives. I think it's like classic Ryan because he's just not taking care of her. It's yeah. the same with like Bentley. Like he probably was, would, if you had asked him with, how was Bentley as a kid? Like he would say, oh, for the most part, he was pretty good because he was just never there. Like, oh, for yeah. the times I was there, he was pretty good. Like only cried like one time. But Exactly. Like, yeah, it's so true. And no, not at all. Um, everybody, I think McKen or Macy and Taylor and Jen and Larry that, you know, they're just kind of all waiting until 
Ryan and Mackenzie, I think, realize that they have two under two. That's a big deal. And to have Hudson, who is what, is he about six, five, six? And Bentley, I mean, that's a lot. And to be in the dynamic that they're in and their relationship, I just... And to be like I don't a recovering know. addict on top of it, like around all those stressors. Like not not saying that like he shouldn't, you know, see his kids and stuff, but you're a recovering addict. Like it's just going to be like that much harder for you to make sure because like addicts use any kind of like stress to like basically say it's okay for me to do this because I'm stressed out. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's it for the episode recap um, and, you know, review. I can't wait till next week, but let's talk about in this episode our special segment, which is OG of the episode. Um, Brie, do you want to tell us who you think your OG of the episode probably would be? Um, I'm trying to think, because I guess, I guess Mackenzie, I don't know, like none of them yeah. like had a real standout moment to me, but I guess like her being on this trip with Josh and like taking time for herself, I'll give it to her. Yeah, exactly. I would totally agree with that. She was my second choice, actually, for that exact same reason. Um, But my OG I'm going to give to this episode is Kate because she was just such a supportive wife and it was so cool to see. I love seeing it. Um, Just a positive side of her. I hope we can see it more. And she's just doing such a great job in that stressful situation with Tyler. Um, You know, all he needed was support and that's what she was for him as a wife. So I just loved it. Um, I have a little bit of news and gossip and it has to do with what i was just playing the sound bite for you the news oh i didn't (laughs) even know you did that so i i should introduce it better so news and gossip guys um so today i did an article which you can find at the on the after buzz um tv website and it was about chelsea huska devore Um, And her family, they're doing, um, building their dream house, this big farmhouse. And so go check out the article because she posts a lot on Down Home Divorce. It's a um, Instagram website that she created or page and they're kind of updating and doing some great stuff. And they just had a groundbreaking, um, you know, breakthrough with their whole project, which is really cool to see. So go check that out. I wanted to kind of shout that out there. I love Chelsea and Cole so much. I know. I can't wait to see them too. They're so good. Um, All right. Predictions. Do we have any predictions, Brie? And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. All right. Um, Predictions. I think it will be interesting to see if Cheyenne calls Corey. I feel like she might. Um, just because of it being a second time going back to the hospital. I know people in the chat earlier, we had kind of moved on, but they had talked about that they think that she might call because of just how she reacted when he wouldn't even come home from Florida. Oh, true. Which is a good point. So yeah, so I think she's going to call him. Um, obviously, we know he doesn't. I know, I, I know as of right now, he's still in the challenge because I produced that after show. So I don't think he comes back if she does tell him. Um, <laughs> I think that with Mackenzie, I think we're going to just see more of this like turbulence with Josh. Like, I feel like there's, it's like the 
it's going to get worse before it gets better. So I think they're going to, until they take those necessary steps, like they're going to have good moments, but I feel like they're, there's just going to be these like consistent moments. She feels kind of let down by him. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think like, unless, and I don't think that currently to my knowledge that they've gone to counseling that I've seen, they could have just not been no. publicized by it. But I think like, it's a recipe for disaster if they don't. Um, with Caitlin and Ty, I I still think I'm going to keep my same prediction from last time because it just hasn't played out yet. That I, I think that something bad's going to happen with their friend. That's going to blow. Oh, um, yeah. Um, and I don't, I'm not going to predict anything with Amber because everything is just going to be a train wreck with Amber until she gets help. Um, but with... Um, for real. Who am I missing? Oh, Macy. Um, I mean, I think Macy, I'm really excited to watch what she does next. I can't, I don't really know if I have a prediction of what she'll do, but I'm just excited to see, like, you know, her continue on this, like, woman boss move of, like, getting these different things done for P- PCOS and um, getting Bentley in private school and just, like, really being just, like, such an amazing mother, wife, businesswoman, everything. So I'm excited to still watch her journey. I know some people love the drama. I like watching the moms that are doing really well. Yeah, I like watching the moms do really well, too. For some reason, I mean, I love, obviously, I support what she's doing as, like, a, you know, advocate for all these things. But, like, for some reason, I don't even care to watch that. Like, I'm glad she's doing it, and I like that she's doing it. But I would much rather see her being a mom, like, like those type of things. Like, that's when I like to see Macy. Um, and then I do love Ryan's parts. There's always some great stuff in Jen and Larry in those parts. So those are good. Um, but I do predict that we'll see a struggle between Ryan and Mackenzie um, dealing with the two under two. And Amber and Dimitri are bound to have some tiffs coming along here. So we will stay tuned for those. Um, on the next episode, you guys, Taylor asks Bentley if he's kissed anybody. And Macy says something along the lines of like, these kids you know, can't, or they're something about being teen moms. So there's going to be something, you know, Bentley's getting older, he's becoming a preteen. So there's going to be some talk about that. You know, Macy's so great at handling big situations like that. Uh, I can't believe how old they're getting. It's so big. I watched them get, I watched them be born. (laughs) Be born, literally. I feel like, yeah, it's just insane. Um, Amber tells Dimitri she's scared of getting hurt. Um, and Corey comes home from the challenge. So we don't know if that's when it ends or we don't know if it's because of all this or what, but we know he comes home. So we get to figure out how that played out. Um, Mackenzie talks about Gannon seeing a doctor, but doesn't want to put him on medication. So my guess would be that there's something maybe ADHD or something along those lines, um, that she's having to deal with. So we will see. I mean, just go piggybacking off your thing with the challenge. If Corey doesn't get kicked off today, if like tonight's episode that's I think airing in like ten minutes, if he does not like get kicked off today, then I feel like they're gonna have to like be just so careful. Like they can't obviously say why. Like you know, they can't say if it's over or not with the challenge because the challenge is still running. It's such a weird time frame to be playing both of these at the same time. Yeah, it is so weird. Um, like, we won't yeah, even know. How can we you talk about it? We won't be able to know if he won 
if he doesn't get kicked off tonight because he won't be able to say it until the end of the challenge. Yeah, that's so true. Well, MTV has both of them, so they're definitely taking care of it and being yeah. cautious. It makes I'm me sure. feel like he doesn't win the challenge. <laughs> There's so. my prediction. I don't think he won. Really? I don't know why I want him to win so bad because he just, I, we got to see as team mom fans, like what he's, you know, what he left behind and it was a big thing. So I hope he does. We'll see though. Um, but until next week, guys, I'm really excited for next week. Um, hopefully we can have Brooke here again, but thank you all so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Brie, where can we find you? You guys can find me at Brie, B-R-I underscore Phipps, P-H-I-P-P-S everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. And also just shout out you guys in the chat again. We love you. Uh, Maria Hartsyarn, Nicole Carpenter. Sorry, again, if I say your name on Jean Holt, welcome. Beautiful boy, Anonymous Cyrus. Love you all. Thank you so much for being a part of our show today. Thank you guys so much. We truly appreciate it. And you can find me on Instagram and pretty much everywhere else, uh, Mackenzie Frank. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Have a good week. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.